We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, and yet hates his brother, he's a liar. For he does not love his brother whom he has seen, cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. 1 John chapter 4, 19-21. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Loft. Got that right la- this time, not last time. My <laughs> name is Jason. I'm one of your hosts, and we have some very special guests in the studio with us today. But uh, you know my faithful crew, as always. We have Taylor hey, returning how's it going? to the studio. So good to see you, Taylor. Scott, our faithful producer on the ones and twos. How you doing, Scott? Doing well. All right. And for our special guests today, we have uh, Austin in the studio. What's up, Austin? Yo, yo. What's up, everybody? Hey. And Tasha. Hi. It's nice. <laughs> that was so nice. I sound really sweet right there. Yeah, nice <laughs> intro. Yeah. Thank You're you. a sweet person. Thank you. You know, just put it out there. I yeah. try. So uh, what I wanted to do today... Um, if you've been keeping up with the uh, the news and social media and things like that, there's just been a string of horrific events, uh, shootings, uh, tragedies, and a lot of uproar has been coming up uh, on media and social media over African Americans and the African American community feeling oppressed and feeling like what's going on. You know, it feels like they're being targeted. You know, cops are being called out. You know, uh, videos are being questioned. You know, uh, I just feel like it's so important for us as followers of Christ to put our voices into that mix uh, and to recognize that living in a place that we do, we record this show in Maui. And so sometimes we can be pretty disconnected uh, to this issue, this issue of racism. You know, uh, and yet it's a very real thing, and it uh, it comes up and shows up in places that we might always we might not always understand, and so that's why I wanted uh, Austin and Tasha, some of our interns, to come on the show with us to talk to us about this, just kind of their experience, and uh, also just uh, for us to share uh, just our feelings about how this has affected you guys reading news reports like this and so that's something i wanted to get into today but before i do taylor i gotta i gotta tell you something so yes uh the last time that we did the show you know you're you're like stumbling over words (laughs) and you're like is this how you say this word and it's like you play the dumb card very well but i just want you to know you're very (laughs) smart so you know i'm smart yeah so what you you play this like what does this word mean? I know you know what those means. No, you know, it's not that I didn't dumb know it down. what it meant. I couldn't yeah. didn't know if I could pronounce them. And no, actually, you're an excellent communicator. Those, no, well, I in high school, I couldn't read out loud. Like it was very difficult for me to read out loud, honestly. And I never even liked reading in high school. And then when I got to college, and I'm an education major, so I started, you know, these teaching classes and like speech classes and yeah. stuff. And I got so much better at speaking out loud. But to it's one thing for me to like have a conversation out loud, like right. how I am right now where I'm not reading anything. Right. But for me to read out loud used to be like absolute just terror. <coughs> so I having to read those words. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is were. that uh, you're an excellent speaker oh, okay. for sure. Yeah. 
Well, thank you. And an awesome co-host. Not going to say anything that's not going to want to make you come back next week. Yeah, yeah. So um, now that that's out of the way. (laughs) um, Yeah, so I just wanted to kind of open this up to maybe you, Austin, and and, and Tasha. Tell us a little bit about your backgrounds and kind of your upbringing. Because I know there's differences even among the, the both of you that we've laughed about and talked about. And then kind of how that transitions into how do you, as you see the things that go on in the news today, how does that affect you? And what? how do you take that? So uh, uh, ladies first, Tasha. Cool. Go for it. So I'm here. I am black, just like Austin. <laughs> I thought that was smart to say. Because <laughs> like, like, they're what? white. They might. Yeah, Tasha's this is just audio. Tasha's actually a Russian name. We're, yeah, we're both black if you can't see us. Yeah, yeah. so... I'm half black. My mom's white, and she's also Mexican, so I'm black, white, and Mexican. And it's a nice combo. Yeah, thank yeah. you. So my grandma's, you know, she speaks Spanish, all that jazz. Um, so we grew up moving around a lot, and my family's definitely, like, middle class. So um, there was sometimes I'd go to school, and I was the only black person in school, and I'm only 50%, so that was kind of a sad ratio. <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah. Um, it's kind of weird and interesting that we live here on Maui, hearing all the things that are happening, especially on the mainland, because there right. hasn't been any, I mean, not that I remember, like, no specific instance in Hawaii, so. Yeah, I don't believe so, but, yeah. Right. So, it's awesome. You want to say your background now, or? Yeah, um, I am African-American. <laughs> um, I'm also Choctaw Indian and Mexican. I'm from L.A. area, so I got a very nice taste of um, my culture and how they react to the world around them because of our color. Right. So, um, yeah, I've seen a lot. I grew up in a very big, big, big Mexican neighborhood, um, Harbor City, California, Um because of the gang wars going on between the Mexicans and the blacks and the blacks and the blacks in that area. And my father is actually from Inglewood Compton area, very famous, but like public enemy, uh, not public enemy, NWA. Um, he moved from that area, so we don't have that type of lifestyle, and he has put us uh, in a better area, but still it's not as good as the school I had went to, which was in Torrance near Redondo Beach, Palos Verdes, just think beach coastline and in Cal- Southern California. That's where I had went to school. So um, went to school with almost all white people yeah, uh, and a lot of Asians. Um, <laughs> I, I loved everybody, but I'm more sided with the Asians. But there's very few black people in my school and faced a lot of um, ridicule, remarks, jokes, racism, DLC, domination over color. I mean, uh, one, one story that I was telling Jason yeah. uh, was shortly before I moved here to Hawaii is probably the craziest moment of my life. Um, not even a hundred yards from my, my house, a van had pulled up to me with about seven to eight guys in it with automatics pointed at me asking me what gang I am from. And I thought in that moment, I mean, like, there's eight guns with, like, hundreds of bullets. Like, I'm dead, <laughs> like, for sure. How old were you? Um, I was 20, 19, yeah. 20 years old. So good prime target for being just not smart, just being a hoodlum or a hood rat. And, but luckily, by the grace of God, you know what I mean? I stuttered my way and sidestepped out of it, and I ran so far. <laughs> I, ran, I never ran so hard in my life. I was run, forest run. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right on. And then, uh, Taylor, I know that even you have some 
experience kind of secondary experience or certainly some opinions secondary uh, on this yeah yeah well my husband is a quarter black and half japanese and then a quarter um mixed european and actually brazilian so mm-hmm. he is adopted um he was born in san diego but was adopted by um his now parents who are from central california um and so a couple years for christmas he got the 23 in me i don't know if you've heard of that it's kind of, um it's like a little kit where you take your spit and you send it back to the lab or you can trace your genealogy yeah so they stuff. trace your genealogy uh, and your dna um which is really cool so <laughs> yeah. we get like this email back and um he kind of gets like a it's an email but in the form of a map and every um, country that he's from that showed up on his DNA lights up. So, and then it's organized, you know, by the continents and stuff. So it's really cool to see since he is adopted. And even like percentages mm-hmm. too sometimes, right? Yeah, I've yeah. seen those. They're pretty yeah. cool. So, um, yeah, so that's my husband. And he looks Islander. I mean, most people, unless we say like, oh, he's Japanese or he's black, um, they just think he's Hawaiian. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he's big and dark and has island tattoos and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then my sister-in-law, she is uh, mostly black and white with a little bit of Cherokee in her. Mm-hmm. So that's my brother's wife. Yeah. 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 Congratulations to your brother. Yeah, they just the got way. married. Yeah. It's almost been a month, which is like crazy. It's a month next week. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Quite Very cool. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, so I guess what I wanted to kind of hear from you guys is, is again, have you experienced any kind of or let me put it another way what what are the things that white americans just don't understand like if you were to speak directly and want to want to give some loving encouragement to you know people who want to reach out and want to be sensitive because i think a lot of people do but i think in in them doing that sometimes they can make mistakes or uh, overstep or, you know, kind of respond in a way that isn't helpful, you know? And so I just thought, you know, I'd love to hear from you guys about that. As what's been kind of your experiences, um, that were unhelpful and, uh, helpful. <laughs> well, I think growing up early on, I learned like the importance of friendship. I remember in fifth grade, I was like sitting at the front of the bus and like one of like the older kids were like nigger get back like get in the back of the bus and I was like wait what like yeah sitting there like but my friends like stood up and like protected me and they I mean they're white but anyway so with the whole like black lives matter and all lives matter movement like um like of course all lives matter but I think the importance of like family like if someone was bullying or if you're in your family, like your brother Jimmy was being like hurt, like the importance of like, yeah, our whole family lives matter, but standing behind Jimmy kind of being like, okay, right now we're all gonna fight for Jimmy. Like, I don't know, like, I feel like saying all lives matter is it's like somewhat discrediting. Like, that's what's what, being said, right. certainly. That's the criticism that's being leveled when you change the focus off of Black Lives Matter to all lives matter or i've heard even like blue lives matter what about the, right. yeah, the police and stuff and it's like not that, like we're you know? saying like of course all lives matter like that's of course that's the case you know but um if someone is facing injustice or someone like obviously like this stemmed from something so there like there is like injustices so we should fight right. for our family member right and have you i guess 
you know, piggybacking off of that, what have you experienced that you would classify as injustice? What what are those personal experiences for you? You know, because I think that that's important to kind of bring a voice to um, both when you were growing up, but also, you know, I'd be curious again, just uh, I grew up here in Hawaii and, you know, it's pretty mixed up over here for sure. Um, and so what what, if any, experiences have you experienced here, living here in the time that you've lived here that you kind of were like, huh? Or like it made you step back or, you know. Lived here um, in Maui? Yeah. Or in LA? Well, both. You know, you obviously both uh, places that you've grown up, um, you're going to have different experiences. So yeah. what's an example of, uh, of an experience um, of discrimination uh, growing up? And then is is there any now these days kind of in in hawaii you know uh and then and then even what i want to keep in mind is is you know obviously tasha i think your example is pretty like out of left field wow that guy just like called you out like that you Mm -hmm. know what i mean on the bus there could be that but i think there can also be a more of like maybe not yeah exactly subtle that they're not they're not fully malicious about it or aware of it Mm -hmm. but it happens and you register it as you know um like Keishan I was talking to him yesterday and he was saying you know growing up he went to a school too where you know he was one of the only black kids you know and so being in the group of friends that he was in inevitably he would be the butt of a joke every now and then and he said I had to kind of just force myself to laugh along with that and I and my friends maybe didn't even realize what was going on but I was I was really hurt by that you know uh and he said you know on his end that that what he probably needed to do was you know speak up more about that but he just didn't that was just his his reality you know Mm -hmm. uh going to school so things like that you know speak speak to that um well, it's different because I feel like Austin and me are different because he is a man. Like, I've never had a van come up and say, are you in a gang or anything like that? Right. But the subtle hints, I feel like I can relate to, I would say, more. But even just, even if people are saying, like, oh, you're so pretty for a black girl. Or just, like, little, <laughs> oh, yeah. like, little, thing, little things like that <laughs> oh. where I'm like, oh, Have you heard you. that, like, oh, for yeah, real? Oh, yeah, I've heard that a lot. I hear also, yeah, most black women just either but ugly or they're really really hot there's no in between so i hear wow. a lot of like black women aren't beautiful but even when so. we get here like you could tell that story austin Which like one? when we first got here on maui well when i first got here oh yeah, yeah. um well it's just basically um myself living here in maui before uh, we got into this internship and already having relations with people at this church when the new interns uh of our uh church come in one of them was black, Tasha, sitting across from us. Aloha. <laughs> <laughs> and I had many people coming up to me, and I'm, and this is just the podcast, and the, right? you know, it's just it's, it was white it's, people. We're just talking. It was bro. white people. It wasn't t- Asians. It right. wasn't Hawaiians. It wasn't, you know, hey, there's a black lady here, and I think you guys would be perfect for each other. Right. She didn't. They don't know Tasha. No. She only had been here for a week. They know nothing about what we have in common otherwise other than our skin color. So right. it was 
it's just like a oh yeah yeah i'm actually dating somebody or See, talking i to wonder someone. if they even know like so. that's what they're doing you know because yeah. people came up to me too about that's austin and i was like yeah like my both of my like i come from my parents were interracial like relationships so it's not like yeah oh my gosh that person's brown i wonder if we'll date like what yeah it's yeah so weird sure. to me. well and that's the thing is i i don't think that it sometimes even registers and yeah. so i think is as uh especially as followers of Christ, where we recognize that Jesus is king and he has all authority over all realms and spheres of life, that we, we need to be mindful and sensitive and, and are, we, are we thinking critically yeah. and are we uh, living in a gracious, understanding way to be, again, just mindful of like the comments we make or, mm -hmm. you know, and we're all products of our upbringing. I think mm -hmm. that's, you know, we're all, yeah, we all tough. have baggage and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Everybody does, you know, um, but as much as we can help it, you know, mm -hmm. as much as we can be intentional about it, are we, are we conducting ourselves in a, in an honorable way in a way that would honor Christ and that would honor the Imago Dei, the image of God in every single person. Yeah. And at the same time, recognizing the, the, uh, the um, distinctions and differences that is God's creation. So, you know, I think the, that's a great picture for the body of Christ. We, we need to have unity, not uniformity, meaning we don't always have to look the same or dress the same or listen to the same music or whatnot, you know. We are all in the body of Christ, and we should, we should honor and appreciate those those differences and distinctives, I think, and we don't we don't do that enough uh, as the church, and I think it trickles down to this kind of like you were saying, Tasha, this subtle form of insensitivity. I mean, would you would you call that a subtle form of racism, straight up? Maybe a bit ignorant, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because I know, especially because close friends are the people that drop these subtle things. So right. It's like, of course, they love you, and of course. They don't mean to hurt you, but maybe right. it's more of an ignorance. So it's like, what? can they be held responsible? What would you guys call ignorance? What is ignorance? Maybe not aware, I would say. So if you are aware, but you continue on doing it. And I think that would be racism, maybe. So yeah. one situation for me is I'm walking down the hallway, and I'm talking about, like, you know, the Asian fob breakdancer group is who I'm coming across. Right. I don't know. They're around the corner. But hallways echo and is this phone. here this or is, is back this home back home i can give you an example here but i'm walking and all of a sudden you hear like talking talk, and then you just like nigga just really loud the moment i turned the corner and i swear i could have dropped a cotton ball on the ground and you would have heard that thing like they all froze up silently not knowing i was coming around the corner yeah and they i believe they froze up and got silent is because they knew what they said was inappropriate, but right. they chose to say it anyways. Sure. You know what I mean? So it's like a lot of people hear things and know things, but choose to disregard it depending on their environment. So if I'm Ooh. around you guys and I want to be liked by you or loved by you or joke with you, I, I have to throw in one of the most overly used, misused, misunderstood terms uh, of, our, of our lifetime is, the n-word you know yeah. what I mean and I mean you see Oprah inviting like a whole black panel discussion you see churches doing a whole black panel discussion right. discussing can we say the ER and the A and right. ignorance 
whatever it may be, it's just if you know it could create division and you, you truly want to say it, you better be aware of where you're saying it and who you're saying it to or just right. don't say it at all. Because like it's at the end, it's not going to be like, man, I'm glad we said the N-word 50 times during our conversation. Right. Now we're going to be best friends. That doesn't edify. It doesn't encourage. Right. It doesn't What's the anything. heart behind it? You yeah, know it's what like I mean? with the heart behind it. And it's just like it could be even classified with a cuss word for some black people. You know what I mean? Just like right. words that shouldn't be said, you know? Sure. So. Sure. But, yeah, it's always it's really tough even here in Maui because, I mean, from what a lot of us here know or people who have experience with the Hawaiian Islands, Hawaiians are – I wouldn't say indigenous, but, you know, they, they yeah. face a lot of adversity, especially from the white culture. And they're like, yeah. yo, like, keep Hawaii, Hawaii. Like, yeah. you know, kick out the system. They're trying to change our way. Da, da, da. Yeah, there's that going on, you know, even growing yeah. up. I didn't experience a ton of that. And I'm oh, only uh, half yeah. Howley, yeah. but I'd still get some of that, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. from more of my lo- more local guys and mm-hmm. stuff. So there's there's even a Hawaii version yeah. of that, that that goes on that uh, – yeah. Well, be, everyone's uh, everyone faces racism. Yeah. It's just where are you in a place where you're the least of your uh, culture right. or race? Or are you in a place where it's more of you? You know right. what I mean? And, right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Taylor, you were saying that you've 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 experienced, uh, or or at least you've wondered about you know looks that you've gotten with Keisha um, being out, or you know. Yeah. Um. Here, when we're here, it's I feel like it's totally normal. Like I said, right. I mean, it's so common to see couples of you know interracial and stuff. Um, I do notice, uh, like in Kihei, because it's all the hotels, you know, and stuff. So it's you know whatever when we're walking around, it doesn't even matter. But I notice like when we go into town and we go into Costco or if we go to the movie theater or something right. like, um, especially it's always the. Uh, movie theater at the Kahumana Center, the big really? one. Really? And Queen K. yeah, Queen K. And um, and like when I'm with Keishan, they're just like so much nicer. They'll give us extra popcorn or like you know. But it, when it's just me and stuff, or when he walks away, it's a little. It's I get like a lot more stares. Really? Or like I had an auntie. Well, she'll. I had one time an auntie just like cut me in line and yeah. Um, so there's little things like that, nothing like, you know, major and stuff. But yeah. um, I was thinking about what Tasha said. And when you asked her kind of right. um, you're talking about, you know, the words and stuff and kind of ignorance and things. I think a huge thing that I've noticed with Keishan, especially in his job, because he works um, at the hotels, is kind of like terminology that is used oh, yeah. out of ignorance um, and just uh and I understand it's a generational thing. Like, I think that's another thing that could mm-hmm. be talked that, about is just... That is um, very true. It's we just have a very different generation than our grandparents and yeah. our great-grandparents and kind of what we're brought up in. And, like you know, the books we read, the movies we see, um, the events we go to, everything is so different. And we're taught a completely different mindset yeah. um, of interracial relationships than they are. And so... Um, even though having grace with that said, I just, the terminology that is used by that generation. And I kind of think that my parents' generation, the baby boomers, is kind of like the breaking point. Some of them are with the grandparents right now, and some of them are with like our generations and just how they kind of view on that kind of stuff. Um, right. But uh, yeah, Keishan's just had like a lot of, um, well, there was this one time we were at the grocery store. We are just at Safeway. And I kind of wonder what tourists think when they come to Hawaii. It's like, 
you can't, you need to like be quiet while you're here. You can't be racist while you're here because it's the right. people, like they're paid to serve you. So if you don't want to have, you know, stay at the Marriott or Four Seasons where like a lot of the staff is local, then don't stay there. Right. If you're going to make all these comments, like, yeah. you know, um, but he was at Safeway the other day and there were these two older women, you know, at least their 60s, 70s, and they had just bought a bunch of food and they had a bunch of cases of water. And they parked next to him. And so he walked up to them and he was like, hey, ma'am, would you like me to help you put these cases of water into your trunk? Because they were like having a hard time lifting them. And she just looked at him and she was like, I don't need help from your kind. Straight up. And so it's like one of those things. Can you see where, Tasha's yeah, face kind, right now? You know what I mean? You, like, it's like what you what you said about your friend <laughs> saying that. It's like not like a bad word, Austin, or like, yeah. like what you're talking about. It's like the subtle, there's just such a different way to say that. You know, she could have said, mm. actually, I'm okay. Thank you, though. Or no, thank you. You know, and wow. like yeah. that kind of stuff. Tasha would have tripped. And it's like it's safe way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I can't. I, yeah, um, I remember when he told yeah, me that story. Yeah, there's just story. a lot of like, like little what? things like that. Or like he yeah. had another client at the four, oh, well, okay, four seasons, um, <laughs> oh, last yikes. week, who yeah. um, uh, Keisha was, you know, giving him like his drinks and stuff and he asked me, is there anything else I can get you? And uh, the man said, um, actually, yes, boy. Or he, he needed him to go get something, but he called him boy. He's like, yes, boy, go get that. Or boy, go get that it was another thing but it was by an older gentleman yeah, it was and like he, a southern thing yeah like, well, and give so, me a beer boy yeah you it's know, like that kind of thing so and keishan's thinking well i'm, I'm a 32 year old adult man right yeah. <laughs> i have a wife <laughs> like yeah. you know i'm not a boy and so um yeah it's just like and little weird fair, things I, like that when i talked to him about this um he did say that uh the uh the wife uh, of that gentleman. Oh yeah, she, she's she so caught apologetic. It. Yeah, yeah, she caught it, and she was like, "Oh, oh so you know," she was like, yeah. "I couldn't believe what my husband just said," you know, kind of thing. Yeah, but back yeah. home, that just does not fly. Yeah, it does not the fly with boy. a lot of people that you either get beat up, cussed out, right? Or right. Something that you love mm-hmm. is going to get messed up, mm-hmm. you know. And <laughs> kind of like even what Tasha was saying, you're saying because you're a girl, so you feel like your experiences are a lot more mm-hmm. different. Than Austin's, which is so interesting because that is exactly what my sister-in-law said. And she's from Orange County, hmm. like has lived in Orange yeah. County her whole entire life. Far. And she said that she's never had like any extreme, you know, racial interactions and not even very many minor ones. Like, she's black, Hardly right? ever. Yeah, yeah. Black, white, yeah, yeah, and then Keishan is, you know, born in San Diego and then grew up in California too. But it's like, I mean, he has some just like absolute horror. He tells me, and it just makes me want to cry. But I, so I don't know if it's like a male. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think mm-hmm. about that, Austin? I think it's predominantly. You think so? Uh, the African culture is predominantly more led by male influences. And so males are more targeted. Just, more males are gangsters. More ma- yeah. there's more mm. males than we see. Not that women aren't involved because there's something about I was reading about the you know Black Lives Matter movement and um, African American women were getting upset because it mostly actually has been African American men killed. So it's like we're fighting for the injustice of African American men. Black men is like whoa. What about the African American black women? And so it is both black and. Uh, women and men, but I think more because we see um, black men spearheading for uh, you know our culture in whatever way, whether it's through terrorism, uh, being a gangster, gangs, yeah. or even you know political activists, whatever that type of stuff. 
um, you mostly see males, not that saying that women aren't included, but males are just more targeted, you know, because we're seeing some of us guys are seen as leaders. In some yeah. Places, yeah. You know? And maybe so, they're just more bold yeah, and they're more, more just out there and outspoken, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, well, I think that's really valuable. And um, yeah, I, I guess I just wanted to, again, give that, give your voices like a platform, the voices of, of, of those who experience uh, hardship and um, a mistreatment sometimes that, uh, that uh, people don't always understand. And so, um, Taylor, I know you had another question. Oh, well, yeah, yeah I just have one. I have a question. Yeah. Because um, I've had some friends and family members um, ask me this after I started dating Keishan and stuff when we got mm-hmm. engaged. And their heart is totally in the right place. So I kind of wanted to, like, hear your guys' response to this. Um, but how would you prefer that people address your ethnicities? Like, when a white person says, oh, you're black or are you black, is that offensive? Mm-hmm. Or... Ish, can they? Is it more politically or appropriate, you know, for to say, oh, are you African American? Because when I say African American and stuff, I mean, like, Keishan just laughs at me. He's like, Taylor, I'm black. Or, you know, my roommate last year, she was half black and half Korean, and she hated it when people would say, call her African American. She's like, be real. I know it's black. Like, you know, we say black and stuff. Yeah. And so, from their perception, they say that when someone uses the term African American and stuff, it's like they're trying not really hard to like not be offensive and stuff. But I can right. I can understand that because it's almost like you don't know, especially if you don't have a relationship with that person, you don't want to intentionally or unintentionally hurt their feelings on accident. But but at what point are you then walking on eggshells yeah. and you're just so, so yeah. like, is it like how nervous would you guys all the time? That? Yeah. And, and like, I think you before you weigh in, I just I think it was interesting to note too, because you you that's fascinating Taylor because when you both introduced each other or like yourselves, mm-hmm. you use both terms. Yeah. I don't know if yeah, you remember Tasha that. Said, you I said you're said black, black and yeah, then you and said then you said you're African American. So. Yeah, to your question. Do you, is it like a personal preference or is it like what it um, is? I always say black, but I guess it's a personal preference. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're concerned about that or I would just ask like, oh, what's your ethnicity? And then have them declare their ethnicity to you mm-hmm. instead of you, I guess. Stating. So, yeah, instead of let yes, them identify anything. that. Right. Like let them identify themselves or how they want right. to yeah, verbalize it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? We use those uh, join terms like let's say like african-american or chinese-american or right you know i so i actually had people from africa say to me like no no but you're not african i'm african I'm, yeah. you're american you're some people would even say you're american african you know what i mean because you're born in america but even though you come from african descent, i don't know bro to be honest i black i i can understand um and african-american even though it's kind of on an eggshell type of thing i just you just say to yourself what can honor this you know the bible tells us to outdo one another and love outdo mm-hmm. one another and honor how can i just honor and love this person with all that i got and what do i what am i comfortable with saying without testing the boundaries you know what i mean so yeah and if that's african-american which i think most people would say african-american it's african-american you know what i yeah, mean right so I I don't mind both. I try to stick to the African American, um, but I know I'm black. People also say dark or brown, and you know. Yeah, so, yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's really good, um, really helpful. Um, is there anything else that I guess, I guess more so living here now, we can kind of wrap things with this, but with uh, living here, have there been any experiences, whether it be <laughs> from the church or the community, uh, that you felt like, again, a, a little bit of discrimination or, you know, I mean, because even on a, on a, um, it's strange, you know, my brother-in-law, he's Filipino, so he's brown and stuff, right? And he lives in um, uh, Boston. And so I remember him saying, like, even living there, he doesn't necessarily feel um, discriminated against, but he goes out of his way to, like, make sure always, like, when he's in a, a nice store, he'll always kind of, like, greet the person there, make eye contact he'll like he'll do these things intentionally again not because i don't think it's because he's worried but just that he wants to really kind of conduct make himself sure, exactly in, a, in, an, appropriate in, a, in an appropriate way you know and so and i think that those those come into those flow into other things too like i think that uh how one behaves when pulled over by a police officer yeah doesn't really matter one, what though. uh what pigment your skin is i think you need to show respect and you need to just don't be stupid about it say something you know i actually yeah. just got pulled over recently yeah. like less than a week and a half ago <laughs> right i'm not gonna say why but i ended up <laughs> i was a car that's now legalized i'm just saying i had that's I had, now legalized i had when i was driving no id no registration no insurance no new tax i mean i was i was done basically <laughs> and i just like every time i get because this is the second time it happened it happened when i first moved here it happened again I, I just tell him straight up, conduct myself. And, and yeah. the nice man, I go, look, sir, I was a PE teacher. I work for the church now. I have no papers or registration, no ID. <laughs> you can pull me over. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen, but I'm letting you know this now. And then da 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 And I just lay it all out and just be honest. I don't smug. I don't like, right. I ain't got no papers or registration. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, what you ask? What are you heckling me for? It's like, he's not heckling. He's not bothering. He is not suspicious. He is doing his job. That's something you know I know, I mean? Austin, you said that as much as it breaks your heart to see your brothers yeah. and sisters getting shot up and, and oppressed, that it also frustrates you because you see guys acting in a way that they don't need to act, bowing mm -hmm. up or just getting too nuts yeah. and taking it too far. That you know. And again, I think that happens across every culture, mm -hmm. but you know, uh, speak to that a little bit. Yeah. Well, it's so funny what our young culture says because like, if they don't want your time, you don't have to prove yourself to nobody. Like, don't, like, but that's all we're trying to do is to prove our worth as black people. Yeah. And we more just have to just show it instead of, like, reaching for it aggressively and violently and um, not peacefully. And it's, it's super hard to see um, my own, because I grew up in a Mexican neighborhood, but went to school in a white neighborhood. But when I try to hang out with black people, I didn't really know how to conduct myself that was good enough for them. You know what I mean? So I didn't even feel loved by my own kind when they say, like, oh, black people, let's rally together. Like, well, why should I rally against my own kind who haven't showed me my love my whole life growing up? You right. know what I mean? Just because I went to a wider school, you know, or just because I went, lived in a Mexican neighborhood. So it's really hard to see that. And they themselves have to start the change within them. I don't know yeah. who... Who made up what it takes to be a black man, yeah. you know? But whoever made that up is just 
pish posh foolishness. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so that's really hard and it breaks my heart. And I even, I'm not going to lie, like, I get tense around black people. Like, I don't know how they're going to react. You know what I mean? I, that's just, that's just tr- true. And like, especially being here at the bars, uh, when I was uh, first moved here and I was trying to get it, like, figure things out. I would see black people like by themselves, like, oh, we gotta stick together, or they'll be smug. They'll be smug. They got dreadlocks. They yeah. do all the fire dancing here, and they don't like me. They don't want nothing to do with me. I, I, me being a Christian, I have no problem saying hello to a gangster. You know what I mean? Because if yeah. I die, I get to go to heaven. That's all I know. You know <laughs> what I mean? Um, but it's 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 hard. I don't get responses. Yeah, it, it's really sad and it hurts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we're supposed to be one. So. Yeah, yeah. I think that's so important, and I think it's it's you know the truth of the matter is that the answer to racism uh, is never going to be found in a program alone or a cause alone. It's only found in the gospel. Bro, the gospel of Christ. Every, you know what I mean? Time, Man's going to fail. Every time. And it doesn't mean that we don't fight for rights. Yeah. doesn't mean we don't fight for what's right and don't just. doesn't mean that. But ultimately, it's a hard issue. It begins there, you know? Yeah. And it, it begins with that transformation of that heart of stone into that heart of flesh. It begins when God takes one who is dead and raises him or her to new life in him. And he gives us identity. He gives us that identity in him. And I think that's super important for us to remember. One know? thing that's super crazy about this movement is, I mean, compared to the civil rights movement is the civil rights movement had a lot of black churches supporting it. And a lot of preachers and whoever else, teachers, yeah. deacon, reverends, supporting mm-hmm. the black, uh, the civil rights movement then. But now you go and try to look how many churches are supporting the new black movement hardly any because what they're doing is is like they don't want to turn the other cheek they don't want to do a peaceful protest right they want to get angry they want to flip cards they want to burn things they want to cuss out people they want to shoot people yeah you know what i mean and it's, it's totally opposite from what we should see well and even going off that like i don't we were in you know the dallas one Mm-hmm. The yeah. shooting that happened in dallas well we were the it's, cops it's yeah it's there. crazy to think because like that? all of the what you said you were near that Oh, well, we, okay, so when that happened, we were in Washington. Mm. But um, over, like, the past year with all these events that have happening, I mean, for most of, like, you two, you guys have been here and stuff, so you haven't right. really, like, been back home. And we've all been here. And so it's like we hear about the things, but then you never really see it. I don't know. I, I don't feel like it really affects. It's just, or it, we're disconnected. Yeah, it's like, oh, it. you see yeah. it on the news, and that's really sad, yeah. and I'm, like, really bummed and stuff, but I can still go to the grocery store and feel right. fine. When that happened, um, Keishan and I were – at, at a, a little town called Ocean Shores, which is outside on the coast of Washington, kind of like, you know, the Twilight series, you know, the vampires. Okay, okay so so right next to there, right next to Forks. So it's out there on the ocean, and um, it's right next to an Indian reservation, and Keishan has no idea. Like, I've been going here since I was a kid, so I know there's an Indian reservation right there. And anyways, we uh, my parents have a timeshare out there, so we did a little staycation cool. and stuff. And um, Keishan wanted to, we had a really big lunch, but he wanted to get some food for dinner. So I gave him directions to the nearest grocery store and it's like super, super small. I mean, really, really small. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was pouring down rain cause it's Washington. So he puts on, you know, 
sweatpants, so kind of baggy pants. Then he puts on, you know, his sweatshirt, which is a zip see up and has a hood. Here we go. He, I see where this is going. He, yeah. You know, he's bald. Yeah. <laughs> so he puts on a beanie. And this is literally three hours after the Dallas incident and we hadn't even like turned it on the tv i think we saw on our phones but we didn't even see anything on the tv and so a half an hour goes by and um then all of a sudden i get a text and he's like i'm gonna be here a little bit longer and i'm like okay so then about an hour later i get a phone call and i felt horrible i ignored it because i was facetiming my mom so then all of a sudden then he tries calling me back i said okay mom i gotta go i gotta answer this phone call so he had walked into the grocery store and it was raining so he had his beanie on and then he put his hood over his beanie and he walked into the grocery store and the manager approached him and he said i'm sorry may I help you? And he's like, oh, I'm just here to get some food. You know, but he didn't take off his sweatshirt or anything. And the manager said, I'm sorry, sir. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. You can't shop here. And he's like, are you serious? And he's like, yes, if you would like to shop here, you can take your hood and your beanie off and my security guard will follow you around. And the security guard was like an 18-year-old kid. (laughs) (laughs) So Keishan's like, are you kidding me? So he got his basket. And I mean, there's literally, when I say it's so small there's no there's literally nowhere else to go there's one grocery store and one gas station and a mcdonald's all on the corners of a roundabout oh my and but keishan had no idea like the Mm. town's relationship with the indians on the reservation because there's a lot of like Mm. you know gang stuff that goes on with them and so anyways this 18 year old kid followed him around the grocery store and keishan said i asked him i was like are you really gonna do this and the kid's like i'm so sorry this is like like the kid was awkward yeah Yeah. so but even like how you're saying you know your brother-in-law so he came home he was really upset but um, your, you know, brother-in-law does that when he yeah. goes. We just like here. I feel like we don't forget it. It's just not an issue, and we forget about it yeah. and stuff. And yeah. um, and I like when Austin, when you're talking about the Black Lives Matter movement, it's like, okay, so they're trying to, you know, make a name for themselves, but they're just doing such a like right. a, a disadvantage <laughs> to everyone else who, I mean. And they're you know, not helping the cause no. when they go overboard. You know what right. I mean? No. I get it. Yeah. I get what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah. But, you're not helping things when you're what's like. What's their end goal? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what's the end goal? And yeah. Yeah. Some, yeah. Someone was saying, like, uh, the, the one of the, our own black nation within South America. Yeah. Like, well, you're going to still have black people what? killing black people because the highest percentage of deaths of black people are from black people, not from cops, not from white people, not yeah. from Mexicans or Asians. It's blacks on blacks. So it's just. All I remember after up. Ferguson, you know, yeah. with uh, Michael Brown getting shot yeah. and uh, a lady. I might have even talked about this on this show before, but uh, it was just so compelling. A lady who had uh, lived, an an African-American lady who had Mm -hmm. lived through the civil rights movement, she said she was watching the the riots in the streets, and she said, you know, when we protested injustice, we put on our Sunday best Mm -hmm. clothes, and we did peaceful sit-ins in places just to let people know that we're not we're not going to be moved. We're not going to go away. Hmm. We're going to make a change. And she said, and I look at the TV and she was talking about Ferguson and I see young black men with white sheets over their face to hide who they are, you know, to not show who they are. She said, when, when we were in the civil rights movement, we'd never hide our face. We want you to see who we are 
and we want to address the best that we can. I just thought that was so profound coming from her point of view. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that they're hi- like some are hiding their face when they want to be like validated. Right. Or like, like, hey, we're worthy. And I'm going to hide my face. Right. So when Probably because right. they're going to be up to no good. Because they're doing something they, they should, know right. they, they shouldn't, shouldn't do. do. Exactly. Subjecting the truth. Exactly, man. You know. And I understand like the cause and like yes. what it's trying to do. But, but yeah, it can be smarter. Yeah. I think. But like here on Maui, yeah, it's mostly subtle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Subtle, yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's why. It's interesting with your like interracial relationship here, even on different parts of the island. Yeah. Yeah. Which <laughs> where you go and stuff. And there's nothing like. I mean, I almost think it's just for, it's all like this comma Ina stuff, which I love now that I have a Hawaiian license, but you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm with Christian. <laughs> you feel, Christian. Val- you feel I'm, legit no, now? It, it, well, a- yeah, I am now. But um, <laughs> but like, even if we go, you know, like to a restaurant and stuff, it's like, oh, she's with Keishan. Okay. Like, you know, her drink's free. Right. Or, you know, like Keishan's here. So comp that for him yeah. or, you know. So. Were you hesitant to date Keishan because of his Did that ever come to your mind? No, I was so attracted to him. Oh my gosh. I met okay. him the first night. No, no, I met him the first night of my internship. The very first night, our first Friday service. And I remember looking at him. He was standing under Starting the tent. Things off right. And he was wearing a white and red shirt. And I looked at him and I saw all of his tattoos on his arm. I thought, oh gosh, he's so good looking. And I was like, he never liked me. You know, a black guy's never liked me before. And I was like, he's not going <laughs> to like me and stuff. And then lo and behold, he did. I only yeah. yeah. Keishan, he's he's a handsome man. <laughs> I, I gotta think say. He's so. A, he's a handsome man. Definitely. I only asked that because um, I've had an incident here where a couple of people that are close to me, they were looking up someone who is attractive online. It happened to be a black guy. They all happened to be white, and they're like, "Oh, I could date him, but I could never marry him because he's oh. black." And I was like, "Wait, what?" And then yeah. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> right, and they're like, "Well, I like that means I would have like black children." And that, and the other one's like, right oh, yeah. Face. Right. I was like in the room, and the other one's like, oh, yeah, I understand that. Like, oh, I understand man. your. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I think See, that was one of the wow. most. Because I was like, I'm, I'm not a black kid here. To a, from yeah. a white mother. Yeah. yeah. And, and I've actually thought it's funny that you say that because um, with my sister in law, she her dad is black and her mom is white. Mm-hmm. And um, with Keishan, he's adopted and he actually looks like his dad. I know you guys have seen his dad, but he actually looks like his dad. Um, so I don't think he's really had to deal with that. But my sister-in-law, she said like the kind of most challenging thing for her mom, like, you know, especially as a mother and you have that nurturing spirit and stuff, was to be constantly told, well, your kids don't look like you. Hmm. Yeah. Well, okay. Sorry. Yeah. It came yeah. out of me. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, like, I've thought about that. Like, well, there's a good chance my kids won't look like me yeah. or, ha- like, look exactly like me. But, like, right. they're my kid. My friends and family will know they're my kids. God knows they're my kid. Right. Whatever. Right. Yeah, my mom would get so. frustrated with us when we would just mark that we're black on, like, an ethnicity. Uh, She's oh, like, yeah, you're yeah. discrediting, like, who I am. You're not marking that you're... Mm-hmm. Um, like Irish and Mexican, like right. not mm-hmm. counting me, so she felt like she was left okay, out. Okay, that is another thing. That's actually, a whole that, thing. that is a whole other thing to talk about. H&L. Well, because I'm doing all this um, DOE paperwork and stuff, and yeah. um, my mom is half Hispanic, right? And so I'm a quarter, which yeah, it's not a lot, but my cousin, my husband's a quarter black, and it shows up a lot in him, even though it may not look like a lot in me and stuff. But when I fill out these paperwork and the paperwork and stuff it's like I have an option to either click I can only mark um, Hispanic or Latino 
like that's completely separate versus all of the other races. Yeah. And the white Caucasian box says white dash Caucasian yeah. in parentheses, not, not Hispanic, Hispanic or Latino. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, okay, Why so I mean, I, I usually, <laughs> I just it depends on what it is. Like, I'll you know what I mean to mark. But my mom marks um, the Hispanic and Latino one just because both of them. Yeah. Yeah, she just marks that one, even though she's half white too. So it's like yeah. Which or I think is, yeah, very Or there's the one box that I do sometimes, which is uh, Other? two, no, two or more. Oh, two or more, yeah. Races, mm. They have that one. That's what it is. Yeah. 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 So I just good. think, yeah, all that's really interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, I uh, just in, in closing, I've tried to close the show like three times now, <laughs> but, you know, it's it's good. It's good stuff. Um, but, no, I... I think what was said was excellent. And Tasha, like you had said, I mean, like we've all said, we are disconnected here. We are separated. And like you said, Taylor, it's like if you don't have that kind of personal connection or personal experience, all that you do experience is on the news or on Facebook mm-hmm. or, or whatnot. You know, you don't feel it. And yeah. so I think uh, it's important to have conversations like this, in, in particular in a place that we live. Uh, and so that followers of Christ, whoever would listen to this show, would just be more more mindful and and be more conscientious and have that heart of God, you know, towards all our brothers and sisters, whoever they are, and 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 recognize that that uh, there could be areas of hurt or areas of fear that exist. You know, and, mm-hmm. and, and what we need to do is show and demonstrate that perfect love from God that casts out all fear, you know, and, and, and that's, that's ultimately the answer at mm-hmm. the end of the day is the gospel of Christ, like I said. And so, uh, yeah, I think that's about it unless, uh, and again, I'm not, this isn't a stereotype thing, but I know you, you do a little freestyling, Austin. That's a so, complete uh, stereotype. I totally was. Of course you do. Of course you do because you're African American. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's buy actually my baby a gallon truck. It's, it's actually opera music that he sings. Yeah, for sure. But um, oh, man. would you just grace us with uh, with something? I don't know. Like, should we do this, Scott? I don't know. We should. We should. Uh, Scott, should we do this? Yeah, I gotta do a wrap up to our conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah just kind of summarize. What Literally we, a wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> well done, well done. Thank you. Yeah, uh, let's see. A little faster, a little slow. What do you? Just do you keep like? it smooth. Challenge yeah. him. Don't challenge. <laughs> I'm not a fast rapper. Okay. All right, I'm not a rapper at all. Uh, so oh, like the you enemy, go. you have mm. talent. Yo, I'm really tired right now, but I'm gonna have to kick you guys a freestyle. Mm. Mm. Uh. Yo, yo, all this injustice, I really can't take it. All these black people will stop faking it and start making it your motto. Stop drinking life out of a bottle You gotta put it down and put on the crown That the King Jesus to run this town My name is Austin Henry, I'm making loud sounds Coming from the King, let our voices ring For the ages, I turn on all the pages When I'm in my Devo, almost every morning Learning all the scripture, drink it like elixir People like it, not me, what's the bigger picture? The bigger picture's Christ, you better get it right And do not think twice, that the world is right Blah, blah, 
Man, I think on that note, uh, we will just uh, see you next time at the loft. That was so good.